This is the Mike Savilla Podcast, episode 359 for July 21st, 2016. My guests coming up uh, will be uh, an exclusive interview from the Republican National Convention in Cleveland, Ohio, which is finishing up uh, tonight. And I'll be talking with uh, my good friend, uh, Dean Brandon, uh, who is a dentist from Alabama. He is a uh, delegate from the great state of Alabama uh, to the Republican National Convention and uh, had an interesting talk, uh, especially uh, as we uh, post this and record this. It's Thursday morning. Uh, and we talked uh, a lot about uh, the speeches from last night, especially from uh, Senator uh, Ted Cruz and from uh, uh, from Mike Pence, the uh, vice presidential candidate. We also he also gives us a uh, an insight on what it's like to be a delegate at the RNC. So here is our interview, uh, and uh, we're back. Uh, this is the uh, Mexville podcast. I've been lucky enough uh, to uh, going to be getting some insight into the uh, Republican National convention in cleveland uh with my friend uh dean brandon from uh, alabama and uh dean it's great to talk to you again uh thank you for the time this morning uh, great yeah uh so so dean um so so uh you're from alabama technically uh you, you're a, a a rubio uh delegate is that right yes um i'm a official delegate from alabama um i'm was pledged to rubio now I'm I'm the only one in the state uh, pledged to Rubio. Most of the other guys and gals were were pledged to Trump, with a, about a dozen for Cruz, and then just me. But there were 158,000 people in Alabama that voted for Rubio. It's just the way the the primaries are structured. It just worked out that he only got one delegate, which was me, and so here I am. <laughs> so. Um... So I know Senator Rubio had a, a pre-recorded uh, message uh, that played uh, to the convention. What was your reaction to what uh, uh, to his uh, comments? <laughs> well, his his comments were, were fine, and they seemed to be well received in the in the convention hall. They were brief, and and, and being on video is not like having the actual speaker there. I wish he had been there, uh, like some of the other guys, but uh, just to meet him and, and all that too. But uh, um, there was applause in the uh, hall during his speech because it was generally, even though he didn't explicitly endorse, he, he said to, you know, come together as a party. And I think that was well received and it was brief and boom, it was gone. And then on the cruise. So, um, you know, I was happy with it. It was understandable since, you know, he didn't win. Um, and I thought it was, was probably appropriate or at least the least minimally appropriate uh, for the occasion. Uh, so, if Senator Rubio was there in person at the podium, there, what what kind of message would you want to see here? You know, being a pledged delegate from Alabama. Well, I, you know, it's not for me to tell him what he was supposed to say or anything. But if I was to ask me, um, I think what he did was good. There's a lot of Rubio supporters that didn't like Trump, but they liked Rubio. That's why they voted for him. Um, and uh, Rubio tend to be uh, a little more conservative. Uh, he appealed at least demographically to people with a little higher education, uh, a little higher incomes. Uh, he, 
I wish he I, whether he endorsed Trump or not, I don't think was a big thing. Um, if he wanted to do that, I there would be a lot of Rubio supporters that wouldn't like that. Um, me personally, it wouldn't have been a big deal because um, I think as a party we needed to come together. Um, and I'll, you can ask me more about Trump later, but but right now I'd say that uh, it would have been great to have him in the hall to make whatever comments. And and there were a lot of Rubio delegates in, in the in convention hall. Um, and now Kasich didn't show up at all. And it's his state, and that kind of puzzled me a little bit. Um, so I thought Rubio maybe split the difference between the Jeb Bush and the Kasich on one side that didn't want anything to do with it, and um, the Trump people on the other. So he kind of split the difference pretty nice, and I think that would be generally accepted. Uh, now, as we record this, this is uh, Thursday morning, um, and uh, there's still kind of a reaction out there in the press uh, with, with the, the two big speeches last night uh, with Cruz and with Pence. Um, uh, from your vantage point, and actually maybe share with the audience, you know, kind of where is the uh, Alabama delegation sitting, but when, when, uh, when Cruz was, was speaking uh, last night, where were you guys at? What was the reaction you were seeing from the floor? Because obviously from television, um, it's hard for us to kind of see what, what's going on. Right. Well, it, from the convention of floor, it's kind of hard to see what the TV audience is seeing as well. Um, we, we, if you look at the stage, our delegation is on the left, way on the left, but right, right by the stage. So I'm like 10 steps from the stage. Um, so we got a very good view, and we're just way off to the side, which that's a quite a good view. We're almost dead center, or dead, dead 90 degrees to the speaker. Um, and uh, we had as a delegation, since the vote had already taken place, trying to make amends. Our delegation, I have to say, gets along really well. The Trump people, the Cruz people, yes, the Cruz people were particularly disappointed about how things worked out, but the delegation had them stand, be at the front of the delegation during his speech. They let me be up there for Rubio's little uh, two-minute thing. But uh, um, So that was nice that they got to be right up there, to, and everybody was standing um, for Cruz's speech. Now, during it, it was funny because you look around the hall, there is some – when he got to that grand pause that – Cruz tends to do uh, for dramatic effect. Uh, when you knew he's either going to endorse or he's not, there was rumblings in the crowd. Some of the Trump people started to boo a little bit. Um, at least that was my sense of it. It wasn't out and out, you know, abusive booing, but it was like a rumbling. And then it went on and on, kind of when it was obvious that he was not going to endorse. There was definitely some, uh, some. Uh, discontent it was widespread meaning like but it wasn't as intense as it may have come across on tv but it it did kind of build and i think from what i heard later on that the trump people knew he wasn't going to endorse and that's why trump kind of did a quick appearance there right after the speech to kind of transition over to gingrich who who tried to settle things down as well but yeah it, it was interesting that's for sure <laughs> uh, By the way, Allison, making a side, uh, I'm making a side that being the Rubio guy and the only Rubio guy, I'm sort of back observing these two factions, the Trump factions and the, the Cruz faction with the two major groups that are there. So I feel like I've got an interesting vantage point. 
Uh, and of course, to close the night um, uh, is uh, Pence. Um, and uh, yeah. just looking at the press uh, this morning, um, it uh, seems like he got a pretty uh, positive review from people in the press uh, just being overshadowed by Cruz. What was it like sitting there listening to the Pence speech? Uh, it was um, it was um, a very good speech, I thought, and a very solid, well-organized speech, um, which, of course, everyone who's listened to Trump knows he's kind of speaks in rambling trains of thought and um, uh, doesn't stick to the script. So um, people wonder about him. In fact, I think the people that don't like Trump, there's a couple of reasons why, but that's one reason. But the fact that he picked Mike Pence, I think, is, is who, you know, I was get to a bigger subject of who you surround yourself with says a lot about what his capabilities will be. And I think that he surrounded himself with some some smart people and Pence is one of those. He's uh, articulate and he seems capable. He seems very solid. He's not as glamorous and uh, attention getting as Trump, but um, he gave a very solid speech last night and it was very well received. Uh, in the press, uh, I guess depending on which press you, you listen to, I mean the, the message has been trying to be you know unity, 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 and that's what's on television, and that's what all the talking heads <laughs> yeah. are saying. Uh, how about among the delegates themselves? I mean, yeah. you, you you've talked about the factions and things, but uh, in, do you feel something right. has in, been happening Thursday today versus mm-hmm. Monday, or what? What's your point of view? No, Monday was the Monday was the big day when it's like, whoa, what's going on? In fact, I knew something was up because. They don't tell me everything, you know. But I knew something was up when there's people gathering in little groups, looking kind of a worried look on their their face. It was rumblings of what's going on. I checked Twitter to kind of see the general gist of it, and then I started asking people. And they said this rules thing was going to come up. What if it passes? What if it doesn't? And that was the contentious day. But once that was over, that it's it's over. I mean, that was it. The, the rest of it's just um, formalities. I, the press, I will tell you, the press is everywhere. I've dealt with the press before. The last convention I was at eight years ago, and I learned that they they are looking for controversy, and they will take the smallest little thing and blow it up much bigger than it really is. Um, so it's really surprising what they'll do. In fact, around the hall, there's cameras everywhere while I'm running around, and if there's ten people there and nine people are doing one thing and one person is doing something a little bit different, they go to the one and put all the cameras and all the attention on that one that's doing something different. So I think probably the discontent is being blown up a little bit more than it is. Uh, and, of course, tonight is Trump. Um, so what uh, what do you think he needs to do, and what do you expect he will say and in, 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 uh, to try to close out the convention? Yeah, well, I think it, it's all up to him. You know, I mean, at this point, I think if I've listened to all these speeches, and, of course, listening to hours and hours of politicians speaking, no matter who they are, it gets pretty wearing. But there have been some great speakers, Marcus Luttrell, you know, heroes like that speaking. And I'm afraid a lot of it doesn't get seen on the TV and then the media. Um, they only focus on the big speakers at the end of the night. And then in the meantime, they'll cut away and have talking heads comment on everything. But I think if you listen to Chris Christie speak and, speak and Rudy and some of the other ones, Giuliani and some of the other ones, they have basically laid out the case against Hillary uh, pretty well. And I think Trump tonight, he might make a passing reference to Hillary, but he needs to talk about himself, which I don't think he'll have any problem doing that. 
But um, he needs to lay out the plan of not just why not to vote for Hillary, but why to vote for him. Um, by the way, where I can sit, where I'm sitting, I can see the teleprompter that they see. If I look over and not too many people are hollering around and raising uh, signs or anything. And it is interesting to watch how people follow that teleprompter. And I'm very curious to see if Trump goes off script, how many times he goes off script uh, tonight. But that's what why people like him. So he doesn't always follow the rules. So we'll see what he does. Um, so let, let's, um, uh, in our remaining minutes, let's talk about some fun stuff. What, what's it actually like being a delegate to RNC? Do you guys have a very full schedule of like, you know, um, social events oh, yeah. or meetings or what, 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 what do you guys have been doing? You know, other yeah, than we, it's, it's very busy. Yeah. Surprisingly busy when we get up and have a breakfast and we have a speaker, interesting speakers. Um, and then we go to receptions and different corporate sponsors will have an event like we had one the other day at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was pretty fun. Um, the There was a big reception for everyone the very first night, Sunday night, before it started, um, at the waterfront here in Cleveland. And um, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Science Center, they had a stage set up with bands and food all over the place. Three Dog Night and Leonard Skinner played. Um uh, other people too, and it, it was that was really fun. That was kind of a fun thing. But man, we we're working on about four to five hours of sleep per night, <laughs> and right now I'm feeling not not too wide awake. So if I feel seem incoherent, that's probably part of it. <laughs> but if I'm just last about twelve more hours, maybe I get through this. And there's been a lot of stories in the press about the security. What's your been experience walking around there with the security? Yeah, it's. That's one thing. Now, I can't reveal too much specifics, but in a general sense, it's been overwhelming and in, in a positive way. Um, there are police everywhere. The security is very tight. Now, I've been to a convention before, so I know this is much tighter than, than, than the Secret Service pats us down. Like, you know, when you've been in the TSA at the airport and they put your bag through and all that kind of thing, walk through a um, metal detector and such, but they will wand you down. They will look inside your really thin wallet. Um, they any container they look in, um, they make sure your iPhone's an actually working iPhone, and they screen you going in. That's the inner security level layer, but they also have a big fenced-off area about a mile or so away that has security, and only certain vehicles can get into that to begin with. So there's a double layer of security. Been very impressive. Everybody, by the way, everybody as far as delicate what I've seen has been complimenting the police, thanking them. They are really appreciative. I have a little flag patch that has a thin blue line in it to, in honor of the uh, police officers. And one policeman complimented me on it, and I thanked him for his service. And he thanked me, and he shook my hand. And I could see in his eyes the, the concern, the, the heavy responsibility that they're bearing, and appreciation for any, uh, any thanks that they get. So that was moving to me. But beyond that, it is very impressive, and I have to say, we have not run into many protests. Um, we inadvertently <laughs> ran into a mild one one time the other day. but um, And then we have seen some people kind of holding up signs and stuff. But it, it's really not been bad at all. Thank goodness. That's great. Uh, so so how was this uh, convention experience compared to uh, in 2008? Uh, this is more interesting. 
Um, of course, the first time I went, oh my gosh, this, I've never done this before. This is really cool. And I didn't know what was expected, what was we were supposed to do. Um, and But this time it's it's more interesting because of the controversy and Trump being such an unusual fellow and uh, the race being such so contentious as it is and the primary being so contentious. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here and do my part uh, such that it is, um, you know, being away from my practice for a whole week is, is I'm, I'm ready to go back. I'll tell you that I'm, I want to get back home pretty soon, <laughs> but it's been a great, a great place, a great time. Uh, my last question for you is I've seen on, on your Facebook page, you've been doing a lot of uh, videos, a lot of, uh, pictures. I see you have a picture there with Senator Sessions. Uh, um, are there a, are there a lot of delegates doing like yeah. Facebook live or is it just mainly press or what are you seeing on the floor? Well, it's both. I know of a few, uh, delegates are, are doing some posts either on Facebook or they'll live tweet things. Um, I've just done it once a day. I've never used that Facebook live thing before. So I'm trying to experiment with that. And it, as long as I have a decent connection, it seems to work. Okay. Um, I would post more, but I don't really want to bug my friends too much. Um, many of them seem interested in it, though. Um, uh, you know, I have friends that are Democrats and Republicans all over the spectrum, believe me. Um, but they've been interested just to see what's going on. And I like to show them things they might not normally see uh, from the TV. But as far as the press, they are everywhere. And I'll tell you, if anything happened, like when we were Center Sessions was reading out the, the roll call vote, for instance. We had like 50 cameras in front of us on the whole delegation, still cameras, TV cameras, lights, flashing. And, and the only thing I could think about during that, other than please, my nose is itching, don't pick your nose, don't, don't, you know, anything like that, don't look stupid. Um, but after a while, you get kind of used to it because they're just omnipresent. I mean, they're everywhere. Uh, and my last question for you, Dean, is there, you know, I talk to a lot of people, and you talk to a lot of people who are, you know, apathetic or frustrated with their political system. What, what, why are you uh, passionate about being involved in a political system? Why should, um, you know, people, U.S. citizens, you know, people of our country, be involved in this political process? Well, you know, we we all sit at home. Sometimes we watch the news. Sometimes we're worried with our own concerns. But over time, I followed things and I, you know, was not, you know, happy with everything that's happening, the economy, um, uh, the Obamacare and, and, and things that I said, this, this is not the right direction. And, and um, the economy is not getting better. It's, it's kind of stalled out and things like that. You always think, well, what can I do? Well, you can't do too much as an individual. We do what we can. But I thought, well, maybe what about this? Let me see if I can kind of get involved that way and, and have my two cents worth into it somehow. Um, so that's kind of the drive behind it is just wanting to make a difference. Very good. Well, uh, Dean Brandon, uh, a delegate from Alabama, uh, thank you so much for taking the time from your busy schedule uh, to share uh, from the inside of the Republican National Convention. Uh, you know, enjoy tonight. This is going to be really interesting tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you... Uh, you won't find me in the crowd. It's like finding Waldo, but I may wear a, a, a I've not worn any goofy hats or anything lately. We're our conservatives. Our delegation is very conservative in the dress. I'm wear a suit, you know, like that, but which I don't own. I can't stand the thought of wearing a suit all day long to those people who have to do that. My sympathies are with you. 
Um, I'll wear it to church and to special occasions, but um, wearing it all day long is kind of rough. But I may wear a funny hat, a little boonie hat, which is a military-style camo hat. So if you see that, that's probably me. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, well, I hope you get some sleep sometime. <laughs> Do you, uh, uh, maybe tomorrow on the plane when we fly back. Yeah. If, if By I, the way, I know you're in Cleveland here, and Cleveland has been great. It's It's uh, been a fun place. It's been very clean. I think everyone that I've talked to has been very impressed with um, the arrangements, but also the hospitality we've had here. So thank everybody you know here. It's been it's been great. So uh, that was uh, Dean Brandon, uh, delegate from uh, Alabama uh, to the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. Uh, he's a dentist, and uh, after we recorded this interview, uh, he uh, had questions about uh, some things that are happening in the dental industry, especially when it comes to Obamacare uh, and uh, what's happening now in the healthcare system. Maybe we'll bring him back uh, to uh, talk a little bit about uh, that. So uh, thanks, everybody, for, for joining me. I hope you found this enjoyable. I, I know I did, trying to get in the insights into what's happening at a national convention. Hey, may, maybe if I know somebody going to the Democratic National Convention, I can interview those as well um so you can follow me at drmixavilla.com follow me on twitter and facebook and uh, have a great day everybody bye